Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Tonight, we're going to be talking about creative hacks. And I know that you've heard that before in previous episodes, but we're doing a series. Yay. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about efficiency for business and platform. The thing here, though, is that when we got to looking at our notes and, and doing our brainstorm for all of this, we realized that it was going to be too much information to put into one episode. So this episode, we're going to be talking about efficiency for business. And then the next episode, we'll focus on efficiency for platform. So we got good stuff coming up for you guys uh, in both of these episodes. Next episode, we are not going to be doing a creative week because we're going to record both of those this time. So don't be sad if you don't get to hear what we're working on next episode, but be really excited about the really cool things that we're going to be talking about for platform because we got some good ones for you. But before we talk about any of this, we're going to talk about our creative weeks. So Joy, what did you do? So I've been super busy. I've had, I've got every good thing. It's getting very close to launch. It's coming up soon, but I've all been in the middle of initial revisions for one good thing. That's the one that's coming out in the spring. So kind of juggling the two books. Um, But I did take a little break last week to take my daughter to her very first in-person concert. Yay! So we can have those again. (laughs) We got to see Thomas Rhett and his dad, Rhett Akins, and Gabby Barrett. So nice. Nice. Super fun lineup. We went with my sister. Uh, It was at the wharf in Orange Beach, and fun times were had by all. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So what about you? Tell me about your creative week. Um, This has been a fun week. We have been preparing. Uh, <laughs> That's not the right word. <laughs> We've been preparing for the start of the school year. And uh, so we've had some general registration preparation. We are also a part of the orientation team. So we've been prepping for that, ordering um, supplies, and also prepping for our next recruitment season. So the summer is not a rest time for an admissions office. It's actually a time where you kind of speed up a little bit more. Uh, But this preparation is so good because it gives you a good foundation for the recruitment season. So that generally runs a lot better when you have the good preparation um, during the summertime. Hmm. See, and I love that you said, you know, having that preparation time, that foundation time and stuff like that, because that goes perfectly into our topic today. Because I feel like a good number of our little hacks here for business and platform have a lot to do about that with that foundation and the preparation for things. Yeah. I was honestly, Joy, I'm glad you said that too, because when I was saying it out loud, I was like, well, that's a really good segue. Yeah. It's like, we did not even plan this before. We're just no. that good. <laughs> but it's also true. It's also true. It is. 
So we're going to split this episode up into two different sections. We're going to talk about um, efficiency hacks for the business realm of your creative life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then our next part will be about platform and branding. So we have a few things for you in both of those areas. Yeah. So for business, and I will say, I do feel like some of these things sort of overlap just a little bit, the business and the platform and branding. So if we say something, you might be thinking, well, that sounds platforming or branding or whatever. But I mean, they do go hand in hand. I mean, of course, but there is, these are the distinctions that we made in these hacks that we came up with. Um, So for business, the first thing that comes to mind as far as a hack for your business is templates. Okay. And for templates, this comes in many shapes, forms, and sizes and purposes. So for us, this looks like um, templates for contracts. So y'all know that I have an editing business. I have a template for my contract for my editing clients. So when I get a new client, I go in and everything is pretty simple to, you know, just change out names and those kinds of details, dates, uh, things like that. Um, that saves me a ton of time, (laughs) a ton of time, because a contract is a pretty big thing. Uh, So you wouldn't want to have to retype something like that over and over. The same with communication. Uh, We have often, we get the same questions for our podcast, or we get the same questions for, you know, just being an author or, you know, oh, tell me about self-publishing. A lot of times the questions that we get are the same. Um, So I have not always done a great job of this, and I'm trying to be more mindful of it. When I get one of those questions that I know come up often, to kind of copy and paste what I put, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to send the exact same thing to another person, because every person's unique, right? They're going to ask it in just a slightly different way. So you might have to tweak it a little bit, but it saves a lot of time. And that way you can give the same information to another person Uh, to be helpful for them, but you're not taking so much of your time. Uh, And another thing, and this is something that's been huge for me is, and also for podcasts, because we've done this for podcasts, publicity kits. Now this is going to look different depending on what kind of creative you are. Specifically for us, for writers, uh, we have usually a media kit for sure. And then I also have a library kit and a bookstore kit. Now, each one of these kits is very similar. Um, They have a lot of the same things, but there are a few little tweaks. So thankfully, I have my templates, and I can just kind of tweak them for the intended audience, and they're there. We have a media kit for our podcast that we can just, it's in our drive. We can send it to anybody that we need to, you know, at the click of a button. Um, But also, these are saved as templates So, for example, with books, you want to have these kinds of kits for, you know, each book that you do. So I have it set up to where basically all I have to do is switch out the image of the book cover, um, switch out the ISBN, the price, you know, those little things that do change, obviously the description. And at that point, it's all a lot of just copy and paste. But the template's already made. It's already got my information, contact information, ways to reach me, and that stuff's already on there. That doesn't change. Um, I also have book club kits, and you know those are kind of templated out because I share the same types of information. Obviously, you have to redo a lot of things 
for each specific book, but I kind of have that ready to go. Um, so it's a lot quicker of a process. Now, with my third book, to come up with a bookstore, I mean a book club kit, than it was with my first one. So now I kind of know, okay, this is what I'm going to give them, and you know, you got to go from there. Uh, so that's one hack, and I feel like that's a huge one. I feel like that covers a lot of aspects of business. Um, just having those templates and those things in place at the, you know, right at your fingertips, it's a huge deal. Then you can also have uh, service swaps. And this is a big thing. This is something that, you know, we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to say a lot about it. I've done this recently where uh, I'm doing editing for a client who just happens to be a marketing person. So we're going to swap part of this and she's going to do some marketing uh, stuff for me while I'm doing editing for her book. And it's great. So that's a great way to just um, save time and money for things like that. And then the third little business hack that I have to share with you guys this, um, well, I was about to say this evening, but whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> is to have a business plan or a business goal. And this goes back perfectly to what May was talking about, about having that foundation and that preparation time. So this is something that, honestly, this is going to take you a lot of time. If you're going to sit down and put together a business plan, it will take a long time. But you do it once <laughs> and then you come back to it and it helps you. It helps remind you um, of why you're doing this in the first place. It will help you narrow your decisions, know, remind you of your goals behind this business. It'll help you narrow your decisions, keep your motivations high when trouble comes. Um, so at the very least, you need to have some sort of idea of where you want to go with this creative thing. So if you feel like you're not to the point where you need a full-blown business plan, I'm not going to get an LLC right now, like that's just not where I am in my creative stuff, you can at least have like a business goal uh, so that you kind of know where you're going with this thing that you're doing. Um, are you in the process of figuring out if you can make your creative endeavors a business okay well then that's your goal so these are just kind of the things that you need to sit down and really think through and it's a whole thing and a whole topic in and of itself um, but if you put in that time at the beginning you set yourself a good firm foundation it's something that you can either add to or you definitely can come back to it often whenever you have decisions to make whenever you're um, doing new things or considering new paths for your business. And it's also something that you can adapt as your business grows and as you grow as a person and a creative. So, I think I would add one thing to uh, a minimum to the business plan. So yes, you definitely need to know where you need to go. I would have to add that you need to know why you want to get there. Oh, yes. Um, it's I our remember your why. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's just as important as your goal, because when things do get tough and they will get tough friends, when they do get tough, that's the thing that's going to keep you going. That, that why you want to get there. That's the, that's the thing, because generally that's attached to some sort of deep seated passion or some sort of um, emotion that's really strong that you can remember and you can put one more foot in front of the other and then put one more foot in front of the other based upon that, um, based upon that. 
feeling. So I would, yes, definitely know where you're going, but if you're not going there for a really strong reason, then I don't know if that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. I actually have my, my why is right there on my vision board, my, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. I know everybody calls it a different thing, but it's mm-hmm. right above my computer. So I look at it often. Yeah. And so my why is something is something pretty specific too. And I have a tendency to be a little scatterbrained or maybe not scatterbrained. I'm squirrel brained. That's the thing. <laughs> there are all of these things where I'm like, Ooh, let's do this. Ooh, I want to do this, this, and this over here too. And so, um, so currently my why deals with a particular type of thing to write. And so I, when I get distracted on, you know what, I really want to try screenwriting or I really want to try something else. Um, that doesn't fit in that why I can be like, nope, I'm going to focus on this right now. And this is what I really need to focus on. And I haven't finished this project for that goal and that motivation. (laughs) So, um, but I do write it down. Like I do keep those shiny new ideas in, um, a place in a notebook or in a drive or something like that. And so I don't have a couple of places. So sometimes you're not always close to your Google drive and you have a notebook in your purse and that's what happens. But, um, they do get translated into my Google drive and I have like a in process or ideas folder there, um, for that kind of thing. But that whole purpose like the reason why is something that keeps me from veering off on these little adventures that I don't have time for and if I and here's the thing there's nothing wrong with adventures there's nothing wrong with that I just have very little time and um to devote to devote to writing anyway so if I don't use that time wisely then nothing will ever get published yeah and that's not something that I want so important. I yes. don't that. Okay. <laughs> Something, a hack that I had for business actually falls into your template mm-hmm. category, but it's a particular kind of template. And this is an event or a decision evaluation template. So you have particular questions that you ask yourself about um, any event that you do. If you're a speaker at a conference, if you are um, instructional painting or something like that, or if you're spending, um, if you if you end up deciding to do like a social media campaign and you have like giveaways for a particular amount of time or something like that, anything that you do that is kind of like a campaign or an event or something that you expend time and or money on, um, I, I think you should evaluate it at the end of it um, to decide if it's worth your time and your effort and your money. And so a couple of questions that you could put on your template would be, did you enjoy it? So I know I just said time and money, etc. but it is important if you actually enjoy doing the daggone thing, right? So did you, did you like it? Was it fun? Um, how much money did it cost you to do this? Not only money, but also time. How much time did it take away from other creative endeavors and producing products and stuff? And, and that, I think, is huge, too, because sometimes we don't value our time the way that we would value um, our time in the regular workforce. So your time does cost money when you're looking at it like a business. And so you do need to pay yourself. What were the quantitative results of the event or the decision? 
So these are things that you can put numbers to. So if you spoke to four people or if you sold five books or if someone decided to hire you as a coach or private lessons in your fitness club, like there are there are ways that you can look at this. And I know a, a lot of the times I'm a, I'm a qualitative person naturally. So the quantitative measuring quantitative results is not something that is the first thing that comes to mind whenever I'm like, yeah, this was a great event. You know, it's more of the, did I enjoy it? <laughs> kind of <a> thing. <laughs> and sometimes the way I, the, the time that I had in an event kind of clouds the, the actual results of it in my mind. And so this is going to give you something that you can hold on to, to let you know that you got 12 newsletter subscribers in this one, from this one event, and that was worth it or something, you know? Yeah. So you also want to um, remark on what went well, and you also want to remark on what went poorly. If you if you hosted the event, because this might be a thing too, if you were the one who put on the event, what were things that you would do next time if you decide to host the event again? Like what changes would you make? It's good to it's good to mark those down as soon after the event as you can. Don't let weeks go by um, to fill out one of these evaluations because you're not going to remember things the way that they were exactly because you're going to justify things and you're going to talk yourself out of things and then you're going to make something that maybe was just a little bit bad uh, really terrible in your mind. <laughs> like, so you you start having all of these rationalizations and, and like, I don't know. You're, you start, the memory is not as pure as it is the first day after an event. So uh, another thing is just like a straight pros and cons list. I love a pros and cons list. And then at the end of that, go ahead and answer the question, would I do it again? So here's what happens if you don't do something like this. You're planning, if you're like me, this is what happens. You're planning your next year's stuff. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do this and I want to do that. And you're putting all of these things on your calendar. And you're getting kind of nostalgic and you're really excited about this next year and all of these new goals that you've put into place and you're just you're like this is the year this is my year and um, and then you get to this event and you're so like high on emotions that you're either gonna get nostalgic and be like oh this was so wonderful I'm gonna do it again but it, it, it garnered you no quantitative results and you're just gonna waste your time doing the event again or you're going to not do the event because of some sort of memory or feeling or something, but it ended up being one of your most profitable events that you did last year. And you're not going to take that into consideration because you just don't know. So those are two extremes. And I realize that there are two extremes, but, and, and your, your thing could come right there in the middle, but it gives you something tangible to hold on to to make a good decision after an event so 
That's something that I consider a business hack. And then the next thing would be um, collaboration. So I love collaborations. I love being able to get your business name and your, you know, your author name, your creative name out there in the world. And this is one way that you can do it in kind of mass. So um, you pair up with somebody, you can be in the same medium or you can be in different mediums and you can work toward a shared output or a shared goal. So maybe you're part of the farmer's market or the craft market or something like that. And you and another creative decide to share a table, or maybe you come up with some sort of mixed media product that gets you in front of their off, uh, audience and gets them in front of your audience. So there's a lot of ways that you could do collaborations, but always, always be looking and don't box yourself in whenever you're thinking about collaborations, because it just so happens that some of the best collaborations are things that you would never, ever pair together. Uh, another thing that would be a business efficiency hack would be to locate a business that you are hopefully going to be in the next like three to five years or something like that and contact them. Even if you don't know them, you don't have to know them in order to ask for a conversation. Um, but contact them and maybe just see if they could talk to you for 30 minutes. Maybe let them, you know, maybe you buy them lunch or coffee or something like that and just have a conversation about some things that you have questions on, like how to set up an LLC or what are some of the pitfalls of, of having an LLC. Is it, is starting a business as terrible as some people say that it is? Is it as wonderful as some people say that it is? You know, there are some really strategic things and you can get down nitty gritty as far as like practical things like the LLC. And let's talk about the best way to do your taxes and things like that. Those are two things that are really scary to me. So, <laughs> so that's generally where I go to. It's like, how do the taxes work? And can someone else do them for me? So that's <laughs> But you could also, you know, if they have a freelancer or if they're, if they're paired up with somebody like an accountant or some sort of temp position or a temp office that where they're providing workers for you for a certain period of time, sometimes you won't be able to afford like a full-time person in order to help you do what you do. But you know that a particular time is um, really busy for you and you know that you're going to need help. Where do you find that help? You know, that sort of thing. So all of these questions, find you a mentor, talk to them. The next thing that I am going to say is probably something that you already use in some aspects in your life. So we're going to just roll this over to a business aspect, but uh, they're in combination. One is a link tree <laughs> so, or some sort of website that allows you to put all of the different um, URLs in one place. So Instagram made this necessary because they would only allow you to put one <laughs> URL and one in, in, in your profile page. And so some brilliant person came up with the idea of um, like a bio tree or a link tree. And whoever that was, thank you so very much. So what you do is, though, whenever you make your QR code, you don't make it to your, your social media page. Sometimes you don't even make it to your website. If you make it to your link tree, that means that whatever you use that QR code, whether it's an ebook, whether it's promotional brochures, um, 
however you want to do it, like whatever you use it on. It's something that's easily modified through the Linktree account. And, and I don't, I'm not affiliated with Linktree. I just really love it. <laughs> okay? like, I don't get a kickback if you go by a Linktree account, but um, I should, because I tell everybody about it. I got, I got my full-time job using a Linktree. <laughs> Everybody's using a Linktree. But uh, so it's just so in, in this uncertain world whenever you have to change things so many times and maybe one day you will decide that you don't want a Facebook account account anymore or you don't want to do something else anymore or you want to add um, uh, an artist page or if you want to put an online profile profile or an online gallery, you have a place where you can modify that information, but you don't have to reprint your business cards. You don't have to reprint your promotional items and that saves you a ton of money it also saves you a lot of time, too, because that's just really annoying. <laughs> and so something to say, just to toss in there, is that QR codes and your link tree, or there are other websites, that's not mm -hmm. the only one, um, you can do both of these things for free. So for you free. can set up and you can make your little QR code. It's the little funny squiggly lines and whatever's that you see in like a square format everywhere mm -hmm. these days where people can hold up their phone and they can just open their camera and it opens up that one link. In this case, if you use the link tree, it opens up one link, but that one link is like all of your links. So mm -hmm. they can go to wherever you want. And like I said, the good thing is you can do both of these things for free. Now, yes, there are premium accounts and things that you can pay for to give a little bit more um, branding <laughs> stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to get into branding in just a minute. But you can do more things like that with a paid thing. But you can do both of these for free. Mm -hmm. And I do encourage you to put a QR code on your business cards as well. So if you're printing some business cards, it's really easy for people to hold up their phone, click on your website, find out more about you in a very short period of time. And that's what you want to do. You want to um, you want to use that first impression and you want to use that in-person relationship conversation that you've just had with somebody Um you, you want to use that to the, to its utmost. And so if you have everything to where it's clear and it's concise, it's easy to use for, to, for them to take an action step after that, like go to your website or something, uh, sign up for your newsletter, things like that. Super easy things are going to be the best. So if they have to go and they have to click 16 different things or if they have to type in www. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> I know. I just showed my age, didn't I? <laughs> but if they have to do that, they're, they're probably not going to do that until they're like, oh, I'll do this later. And then they lost the excitement of the interaction. So there's, there's a, a, little, a little hack for you there the QR code and the link tree. My final business. Oh yes. Yes. This is my final one. I was like, maybe I'm going to have another one. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but my final business hack is going to be a business calendar, like a yearly calendar that you have for businessy things that they're repetitive and that you know are going to be coming up. And so you're not in the middle of January and you're like, Oh, I should have done that thing in October. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the thing. Use a calendar that's gonna you're gonna put 
when things happen, like if you have any kind of yearly reports or things like taxes or business evaluation or something, because you do want to evaluate your business on a, in a timely fashion. <laughs> so I would think a yearly evaluation would be a good thing. Um, some people might think a three-year evaluation, you know, for universities, there's an accreditation every five years situation. So there, there, there are steps and stones that you need to, to use in order to make sure that your business is running well and that it's growing or it's doing exactly what you want it to do. Cause sometimes, sometimes you don't want your business to grow. You want to stay exactly where it is. But, um, and some other things that you could put on this business calendar would be like when to pay for permits or when to renew license or when your Canva pro account is about to be drafted out of your account. So you don't spend extra money on that pair of shoes that month. So that is not a, that's not a real life example, but I could see me doing that. <laughs> so, maybe you could put on the calendar when you have peak product sales. And so you can make sure that you have a product out there, a new product out there whenever people are looking for new products. So Christmas is a big time for authors. Anytime between like November and Christmas is when people have some, some breaks off of work. It's sometime when people feel nostalgic and they want to feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And so they buy those Christmas stories, you know, things, things like that, or they watch the Hallmark movies. So we know that if we're going to put some things out there, then November, somewhere between October and uh, January is going to be a good time to release something new. Um, it's also a time when people are buying for other people. So if you have a product, that's a good gift and sometimes it's a unique gift for a niche type of person, then you're going to, you're going to want to have that out there in the world in that time instead of another time when people are like not buying things quite as much. So uh, also you would want to have things on there. Like maybe you have a community annual festival. So go ahead and put that on there. Remember that you need to sign up for it, grab a table and be there. Um, just repeatable, important things. So this does two things, keeps you organized and it keeps you, it keeps you in a good place, a smart place whenever you're making things and putting it out in the world. But also if you ever do grow into a place where you're going to be able to hire a virtual assistant or an assistant in person, you will be able to give them this calendar. And it's something that you will not have to come up with on the spot. It'll be ready for you so they could get started running instead of crawling. And that would save you some, some good time. Yeah, for sure. That's a great thing. Okay, I think we're ready for our corny challenge. Yep. <laughs> so for this series, we have been really focusing on the same corny challenge that we've had the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> you get to pick a hack, any hack you like, anything that resonated with you in this episode, um, give it a shot. If you get to a point where you think that it is just plain torture and it's not helping you at all, then you're probably you probably chose the wrong hack. So put that hack down <laughs> and grab you another one and see if that one is the one for you. Remember, a lot of what we do in our creative labs is just trial and error, seeing what works for us and what doesn't. And I also think that is a good thing for us to do in our personal and professional lives, too. And I love how kind of evaluating your creative life gives you 
an opportunity to look at other areas of your life too because if it is true for one area it very well might be true for another so give it a shot let us know you can contact us at QWERTYWritingLife at gmail.com have a great week go make something bye bye Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.com.